Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, welcome to My Millennial Money. Glenn James here. Hope you're well. Hey, if you are new to the podcast in 2020... This is a podcast where we do not discriminate against goals and we champion any movement toward your said goal, okay? So, whatever your goal is, we will encourage you. Whatever your financial goal is, we'll encourage you. Whether you want to change careers, we'll encourage you. Whether you want to go on the most banging holiday on the planet, we will encourage you. Now, to do this podcast, we need help, okay? And part of that help is one of our show partners, Sun Super. Now, if you don't have a super fund or if you've got a million super funds and you need to put them into the one fund, we're not saying to go and blindly use SunSuper because like everything in our financial life, we need to be informed and look at the information, but they've partnered with our podcast. So I want to encourage you, put them in the mix when you are reviewing your superannuation. They've won lots of awards. They're in the top 10 funds in Australia. They're a great fund. So thank you, SunSuper, for getting behind My Millennial Money and being our show partner. And welcome again if you are new to the podcast this year. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 2020. Have you set your 2020 goals yet? Oh, you haven't? Well, that's awful. It's time to do it right now. On today's podcast, we have Vicky Ryder. Vicky is a master trainer in motivation, communication, and emotional fitness. Oh, sounds good. She's also a master practitioner and certified trainer of neuro-linguistic programming and the first Australian female to speak on the main platform for Million Dollar Roundtable. And if you don't know what that is, that's a really, really big deal in the financial world. Vicky has dedicated much of her life to learning and has spent many years studying motivation and human behavior. So I'm sure Glenn is going to give her a massive shock. Welcome, Vicky Writer. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Very excited Welcome, to be Vicky. here. Thank you. And if I may, John, Happy New Year to you. Yes, and Happy New Year to you, Glenn. Let's hope it's nice and fruitful for you. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> and everyone else who's listening. Yes. Yeah. So Happy New Year. What we're doing today, I don't think there's a better time in our calendar to press reset on your life goals, your ambitions anything like that, what you want your life to look like, whether it's a change in career, a change in lifestyle, a change in location, a change in relationships, whatever that looks like, choose your own adventure. Mm -hmm. What does 2020 look like for you? Now, and the good part is it's January. If you're listening to this as it's just come out, you might have some time off work, you know, you can refresh because life doesn't really start till february really does it no that's right I after mean, australia day after australia day <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah it's basically australia day the year can start so we've got time people so. depends what industry you're in isn't it like some hospitality must be a nightmare over that period oh, they absolutely. come up for air in february don't they yeah yeah crazy yep so i guess i wanted to chat with vicky because she's got an online program called tell your life where to go and we'll talk about that at the end but I couldn't think of the more perfect person to do this episode about goals. Now, John, you don't know this, but I've tried to get Vicky since we started the podcast in April 2018. Really? Yeah. She's that busy or just... <laughs> well, she's that busy and I'm that disorganized. <laughs> We've been talking about How it a long time. How many times did I text you? I was like, are you free tomorrow? She's like, I've got a life. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Vicky, straight to it. Can you like conceptually to start this conversation, mm. give our listeners and John and myself, mainly me, some tips because <laughs> he's all like healthy and stuff. Mm-hmm. What are some tips to just setting goals? Yep. So I'm a, look, I've always been a big believer of, of, of smart goals, you know, very specific, very measurable, achievable, realistic and, and timeframe goals. I think the place that we need to start though with any kind of goal setting is really getting clear about what's important to us around our values. 
goal setting and goal achievement, the research suggests that if our goals are linked to our primary purpose, our values, then we have a higher chance of achieving our goals. So I think really the first part around setting goals is getting clear around what are our values. What is the primary motivating force behind our actions, behind what's really important? And that can be around health and wellbeing, it can be around money, it can be around career relationships. And I think the question really that needs to be answered first is, what is important to me about money, health and wellbeing, career relationships? So there's just a random question that's popped up here from a listener who's dialed in. His name's Glenn. Uh, yes. <laughs> Welcome, Glenn. Yes. So that's you said values, right? Now, I've been quite vocal that I need to lose 10 kilos and probably have needed to lose 10 kilos for the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a shift in my mindset that needs to be made that I need to value good health? Is it that simple or? I think ultimately we need to uncover what is important to you about health and well-being. And from answering the question around what is important to you around health and well-being will come a number of words or values that really sit in under that framework. And from there, you can start to set goals around those values, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's not might not normally be the well, I want to lose ten kilos, but the reason for losing ten kilos is I want to chase my kids around, or I, I exactly, don't have, I want to um, live longer. Yeah, you know, I want to be happy. Yeah, it's not mm. until you actually go through a process of uncovering what your values are, which actually sit at an unconscious level, until you go through a process of working out what is really important. By asking yourself that simple question, what is important yeah. to me about, and then continuing to ask the question around that word, it might be what's important to you about money. It could be independence. Mm. What's important to mm. you about independence? Yeah. And another word is going to pop up and another word's going to pop up. And it's really once we uncover what those are, then the goals can be set around independence. Yeah. Now we know what independence kind of, what does independence look like? For you it might be... Being able to fit into business class more comfortably. (laughs) John, you've been warned. (laughs) It's 2020. I want a fresh start here. (laughs) So John being into Iron Man and being healthy and Vicky into goals and being healthy, it's an interesting reflection right now that both of you are standing up and I'm sitting down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're not eating burgers and chips right now. No, but to my own credit, I am writing and... Mm. You got a nice water there. I got my water. Mm. Anyway, so it is a money podcast. Mm. A lot of the times we don't specifically talk about money in its, you know, greed is good, earn money, accrue money, you know, be. We don't focus on the money because if we focus on the other things and sort them out, mm-hmm. the money will take care of itself. Yep. Or if we are resolute in our goals and the trajectory of our life if you're happy if you're content or whatever that is the money will be easier so i don't know where i'm going with that yeah i know yeah we've been doing this long enough together where i know where you where you're heading with things i think it it comes back to your values doesn't Mm -hmm. it vicky in terms of saying if you're understanding your values and you're living them and and uh believing in them and excited about them, then the rest takes care of itself. Exactly, that- exactly. And those words that you just threw up around being content, you know, all of those words could mm. be ultimately values of which the money goals are associated with. So question, as a practical tip that someone could implement right now if they're laying in bed and they've got their notebook or whatever next to their bed or if they're driving, they can think about it, I don't know. In terms of setting goals for the year, would you recommend, because Vicky's talked you know, to thousands of people all around the world, main stage, keynote events and whatnot. Like would would you tell people just from the evidence, anecdotal and the studies that you've done, should I say, I want to get fit, that is my only goal and then I want to play sport each week. And then, so what, I, what I'm saying is if there was three categories, health, career and finance, would you recommend doing one goal in each of those categories or one category and one goal at a time? I would say set a goal in each each one of those three categories. I mean, they might be interlinked mm. uh, and the chances are they possibly are going to be interlinked. But I would set goals around each one of those three 
areas. And and for me personally, I would set smart goals, being specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time framed. And I think the reason that I like to set smart goals is there's a piece of research that suggests that our goals really need to be written in the present tense. So we're actually writing them down as if we have already achieved them. Right. Because there's a part of our brain called the reticular activating system that acts like a little antenna. The moment you start programming your mind for what it is that you want, Mm. it almost unconsciously goes off into the universe in order to bring it into your reality. So we want to write our goals down specific and we want them written in the present tense as if we've already achieved them. We're telling our brain this is already happening Mm. so that we give ourselves every opportunity of our reticular activating system kicking into action in order to manifest that goal. So a huge part of that is positive mindset, isn't it? If If you've told yourself that you're going to achieve it in six months, a positive mindset obviously needs to be carried right through till it is achieved. I think like traditionally I think most of us are born thinking negative thoughts. Mm. So, Well, a lot of us default to negative. We default to negative. So how do we say, okay, Vicky, I'm going to write a smart goal. In six months' time, I have completed X. Mm. But my negative thought says, well, I don't think it's actually possible. Mm. How do you combat that? Yeah, interesting. The brain is actually quite pessimistic by design and it has a negativity bias. That's just the way that we are actually pre-wired. So... Mm. We really have to be very conscious, deliberate and almost quite strategic in finding ways to make ourselves feel good and to build this kind of positive self-dialogue because typically the way our brain works is it is it is wired for pessimism. Yeah. So we're kind of behind the eight ball before we start. So getting conscious about the fact that this is actually ta- taking place, the voice is going to almost be quite negative. It is going to be self-sabotaging. So getting conscious around what is happening in your mind is the first step. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I really like to do is, is to build what I call this positivity ratio, which eventuates from the world of positive psychology. And it's really just at the end of every day or the end of every week, reflecting back on that week to forcing yourself to find at least three things in your day that went well. Because the research from Barbara Fredrickson, a lady who is in the world of emerging um, positive psychology, suggests that there is this positivity ratio. And the ratio is three to one. It's three positive thoughts or feelings to every one negative. Because the way our brain is wired for pessimism, we're up against it from the the outset. So we want to work out a way to build this positivity ratio. And to do that, you've got to get conscious, deliberate and very strategic. And I think coming back to your point, John, when you can catch yourself having negative dialogue or negative self-talk that potentially is self-sabotaging. We're almost, we need to get out of our own way. Yeah. We need, almost need to play a game of switch. The moment we catch ourselves, we need to switch the dialogue yeah. immediately and change it to be quite the opposite to what it is that it is yeah. that is self-sabotaging. And this whole mindset thing's weird. And that's why at the top of the episode, when I was like, the money will take care of itself. Like you could imagine if you're trying to, have a new goal of fitness or being good with our money or investing, whatever your goal is. If it's to learn a new instrument, we don't discriminate against goals on this podcast. That's my new saying, John. I made that up at lunch. Well done. Thanks. So we don't discriminate against any of your financial goals or whatever that is. But the whole thing is if you're at work and it's a toxic environment and it's crushing your soul, you need to get out of there. You need to change something. For something to change, something has to change. If you're in a negative relationship, if something needs to change, something's got to change. Mm. If you're in a family environment that's toxic and, you know, you say, oh, hey, puppy, I want to learn the violin. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell was that? (laughs) (laughs) So if you say to your father or your mother or whoever it is in your family, like, puppy, I want to learn the violin. And they just instantly, def- like if, if they default to the negative mm. that brings you down, mm. we need to have a game plan to move out of that environment because we need, to, uh, we need to reach our own goals and you can actually do whatever you want on this planet that's mm. legal. You can do what you want that's illegal but you won't end well, I'll, <laughs> I'd suggest. So I guess like... How do we like? How would you manage the negative self-talk? Bring ourselves up. So if we think we're going down that spiral, stop. 
pause, hang on, just become self-aware almost? Uh, it, it is about self-awareness, there's, there's no doubt. And I think really there's three things that contribute to, uh, well, there's three things that really drive all behaviour. The first is images. The way that you imagine things to turn out will have an impact on the outcome. So visual images become quite critical in managing self-talk. You start imagining not achieving your goal, the sale falling over, your partner cheating, that is going to trigger a whole range of negative emotion in you. So the visual aspects and, and the images that you create in your mind contribute directly to the self-talk. Um, the self-talk that is negative contributes directly to how we feel. So getting good about asking ourselves questions, mm. asking good quality, intelligent questions. When we start asking ourselves, why does this always happen to me? Why have I not met the right partner? Why do I not have a house or why do, mm. am I 10 kilos overweight? Poor Our brains, me. yeah, the brain's not going to be, it's not going to be are kind. You, are you pretending to be me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So no. interesting, like I play this little game, like if you're in the Facebook group and you ask this, I'll, I'll make some random question up. Oh, my mum wants to borrow five grand off me, but she's got a gambling issue and like she's been telling me like i just feel i have to lend a five grand what should i do i'm being dramatic <laughs> i'm an actor aren't i this is ridiculous i i'll sometimes comment what would you tell your best friend in that situation mm. because suddenly if that was your best friend you're like no bloody way would you lend your mum yeah like so it's that Emotion. and that could be a trick for your self-awareness yep i'm in this situation if you're stuck yep you might be like okay what would i tell my best friend me personally, I get in mental ruts, if you will. And uh, the end of last year, I went to a counsellor with my A3 bit of paper and I said, I need help with my thought process about this issue because I can't outthink it myself. I need tools to help. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's if you can't get out of your head by yourself, yeah. Yeah. it's okay to talk to your best friend someone or else. if you wanted a third party thing, mm. a counsellor, just someone else. Yeah, it's about disassociation, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. know, you're stepping out of your own body and actually looking at yourself in the situation and providing advice to that person. Yeah. yeah. Which such is, a, it's disassociation. Such a massive thing, that whole self-talk, but more importantly, who you're surrounded by, isn't it? Like, oh. a, 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 I don't know what yep. what it is, but in the last few weeks, I've just been surrounded by people that are telling me that um, online, like socials, is, is so negative and it's, um, I, I actually don't find that. It, it may be that I'm hanging out on Facebook or, or Insta with different people to them. I don't, mm. I don't know. Like it's definitely important who you actually ignore and who you actually spend time with oh. to, to give you that self-motivation. And oh, most definitely. give permission to influence and speak into your life. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Like who are you letting in? Mm. Because all this crap yep. affects the best version of you yeah. and achieving your goals. Yeah. Full stop. Social circle is absolutely critical. Mm. Uh, in fact, actually, the research says that if you spend time with people that are happy, it increases your chances of being happy by 15%. And that happens through this phenomenon called contagion. Yeah. Emotional states are contagious. And I'm very careful and very specific about who I choose to share my goals with. Yeah. You know, because often people are imparting their own limiting beliefs onto us around our own, our own goals. Yeah. So I'm very specific about who I choose to share my personal goals with. I want to tell people who are going to be supportive and encouraging and to be a, I want them to be a cheerleader. Yeah. I, want, I want people to say to me, you can do that, no question. Yeah. That is who we need to be surrounding ourselves with, not the, the naysayers, the people that are going to try and step in and get in our way. Yeah. So when I, when I think like highly motivational on a business level, I, I think of Tony Robbins. Yeah. Right, big hands, massive unit, mm. loud. Uh, I know a lot of people that can't get into that type of environment from a motivational point of view or a positivity point of view. So it might not be him, but it might be someone that's his equivalent to your personality. Exactly. So it's, yeah. it's, it's picking and choosing the positive people that you're surrounded by. Too. And That's it goes right. back to that, you know, if you want to do that outrageous thing about, you know, learning violin, you might not be able to tell people closest in your life because they might not be at that level yet. Mm. It's as simple as that. Like mm. yep. I, uh, I would just encourage anyone. Actually, I'll, oh, Vicky, like when is it the – so if I've got a – 
I'll say a goal, but I'll say an outrageous goal. Okay, yep. so I want to start a company and I want it to be the biggest company in New South Wales or Victoria, whatever the goal is. Like at what point are we broadcasting that to our friends, family? Like how would you manage that and negotiate that? Yeah, I think there's kind of two schools of thought really, isn't there? There's there's having that kind of external accountability. Once you do go public, you are going to be more accountable to the achievement of that goal. And then there's also the the opposite to that, which is what we just spoke about, which is telling people that potentially may become obstacles in you achieving that goal. So I think it's great to tell people to be held accountable and to share your goals, but to share it with share it with the right people, the ones that are going to say you can absolutely do this, that can, you know, give you some guidance and give you some, some support and to be a cheerleader for you. Mm. You want you want people that are going to help you win. So I've always been a massive goal setter, not necessarily at the start of each year, but just generally what I want to achieve in this area of my life and, and set it. Mm. I've always used habits mm. um, as a focus to organically achieve the goal because yes. I know that if I train every day, that goal will be achieved of running an Ironman or whatever it is. What are your big tips for keeping people on track? Because so many people I've met over the journey they write a goal mm. and then the goal goes into the top cupboard and I forget about that goal. What, what's, uh, yep. what tips do you have out yep. there? I think so once you obviously uncover what the goal needs to be and you've got an aspiration and something that you really want to work towards, then it's about kind of chunking it down and getting small bite-sized action steps that and habits that need to be fulfilled for you to actually achieve that goal. And that might be drinking, you know, two litres of water every day or going to the gym or doing yoga or whatever, putting money away, whatever, whatever, you know, that might be. For me, I, I almost run my life in kind of eight to 10, 12 week blocks. And I have little post-it notes up on a wall. And at the end of every week, I'm drawing down a post-it note because progress is so important in the achievement of goals. Mm. So whilst I have an aspiration or a goal that I want to achieve, what I'm actually looking to do in terms of in terms of building motivation and self-esteem and continuing my confidence is at the end of every day or every week, I'm ripping off a post-it note, which is measuring my progress yeah. backwards. That's so getting a little win mm. all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, so I this like is it. really weird. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about this and it, I don't know if it's my own thing. So I want to write like my three goals in um, whiteboard marker on mm-hmm. my ensuite mirror, Yep. for example. But I'm too permanent or no, like <laughs> But I'm too embarrassed because of like the cleaner who might come in or whatever. Bugger, like, the, bugger the cleaner. I know, but yeah. the cleaner like, might draw inspiration from it and go and do it themselves. <laughs> I don't Mine know, are all up on a whiteboard in, in my yeah, office. Maybe I need to get or so are the post-it notes. <laughs> yeah, I might I don't know, but might I might actually do the post-it note thing because then I can just take Yeah, it and the, the key to the post-it notes is starting from so we're, we're measuring progress backwards so if i've got a i like to do my goals in kind of 12 week chunks because it's achievable you know I, I, mentally i know i can do it it's not too far in advance so i've got 12 post-it notes up on a wall starting at 12 and working my way down to one so yeah. at the end of week one i'm ripping off post-it note 12 at the end of week two i'm ripping off post-it note 11 and ah. i'm slowly working my way back to post-it note number one, measuring progress backwards. are you backwards. doing, for example, would you be mixing them up so it's it might be this week's a little bit harder or easy or do you ramp up easy, easy, easy and then week 11 and 12 of the bigger, harder ones or do you mix it up? It's just a set of, you know, habits. It's just progress. Yeah, it's just all about progress. And each each week I know what, what I need to do each week that – that is progress. Yeah. And for me, if it's a if it's a weight loss goal or eating well, it's about, you know, drinking two litres of water, going to the gym three times a week, taking sure. the dog for a walk. It's little actions at the end of every week when I've done it, I'm I'm pulling off a post-it note and yeah. I'm measuring my progress backwards because so, that that builds motivation. Yeah. So that really oozes to me preparation and strategy, doesn't it? Which yes. we, we crap on about yeah. have a strategy, yes. however small. Yeah, yes. I've got a goal and, yeah. and it's um, 12 weeks, so it's not too far out there that I can't keep focused on it. And I've got a weekly accountability session with my post-it note to say, can I rip you off or not? Exactly. Okay. I'm going to be real with you listening, okay? If you're out there 
and this won't apply to everybody, but maybe you can learn from this and apply it to your situation. You've got a credit card that's got $4,500 owing on it, okay? What if your five post-it notes, mm. it, what if it had this, Vicky? First post-it note, go two days without using my credit card. That's all I want you to focus on. Yep. Just get through two days, pull that off. Go one week without using my credit card. Pull that off, okay? But I want you to keep the credit card in your freaking wallet for now. Keep it active, keep it in your wallet. The next one, go four weeks without using the credit card, okay? Pull that off. The next one might be cut up the credit card. Yeah. Think. So, because what we want to do with habits and behaviors, we have to be, we have to be our own frog in our own boiling pot. We have to hack our behaviors. Mm. So what if you were trying to get out of credit card debt, trying to not have it? Well, the first step in getting out of debt is to stop going into more debt. Mm. That's crazy, I know. Mm. I don't know why I'm whispering. <laughs> so, so what if, so whatever your goal is, how can we hack the system, have five or do 12 steps like Vicky says, write out 12 post-it notes and I want you to take a photo of your mirror, put it up on Instagram, tag us, and let's make this thing a thing. Yeah. And then it can be whatever. It could be, hey, puppy, I'm, <laughs> I'm learning violin. It might be practice violin for four minutes only today. Yep. For a week. Then the next week it might be practice violin for mm. half an hour a day. So do whatever you want to do. But Vicky's showing us the framework. Yeah. Post-it notes and progress is just so key mm. in being able to to maintain momentum and motivation and to build self-esteem and confidence, which is important in the goal achievement journey. And just a shout out to our show partner, Post-it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> that could be the biggest Sponsors. segue into it. <laughs> yeah. If you're in a pickle, you can post it on a note and then <laughs> remove it. Post-it yeah. note, available wherever you buy post-its. Straight post. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I want to go back to your bathroom window, mm. uh, your um, mirror. mirror. Yeah. <laughs> because I. You can come in there if you want. Like to. when. I, I, this is my thoughts anyway. When I'm a child, it's a dream and it's like we say these outra- outrageous things. I want to go to space and all this thing. And, and it's cool and it's funny and it's great. When we're an adult, if mm. we go too far outside the box or the square or whatever shape you want to use, it's almost as though, well, hang on a minute, drag you back down, bring you back in. And Glenn's example of, well, I don't want to sound um, big-headed or whatever about my goal, so I won't write it down or I won't tell anyone, prohibits you from living your dream. Mm. What, what have you got to say there, Vicky? Yeah, I think sometimes we need to almost get out of our own way, don't we? We, we become our own kind of biggest obstacle with our yeah. own self-talk and our own limiting beliefs and yeah. we start imposing those restrictions on ourselves, which means we don't kind of go on to be the person that we've, you know, always, yeah, really wanted to be. So along the vibe, I guess, for want of a better word, of me trying to hack our own behaviours, so habit, habit and behaviour is one thing. Talk to me about emotions because it can be a roller coaster yes what if i'm actually in a bad mood and like how do i navigate this body of emotion that i'm trapped in Mm. well i think you know goal (laughs) achievement is is a skill on its own there's goal setting which is learning how to set goals which is what we've spoken about and then there's the whole goal achievement piece and i think we need to get very skilled up in managing emotions on the goal achievement journey for us to be able to achieve our goals. And a lady that I've done a lot of study with, Stephanie Burns, did a PhD on goal achievement. And what the study found was that 85% of people fail to achieve their goals. So we need to understand the four stages to goal achievement before it probably even learning how to set goals. Wow, that's high, isn't it? 85%. 85%. Yeah, 85% is huge. Yeah. Um, but essentially what the study showed was that there's really four phases to any goal pursuit. It doesn't matter what the goal is. There is always going to be four phases. The first is the selection phase, which is where we get to choose our goal, you know, losing weight, saving money, going on a holiday. And that's my question before was we don't want to overload the selection part, do we? Because we want to make it easy to some point. Yeah, that's right. So this is just about picking a goal. Sure. And, you know, what the study showed was that when we use these visual elements of our brain and we start to imagine 
being that person lying on the beach in Mykonos, having $30,000 in the bank, you know, wearing a size 10 dress or whatever it is, the emotions are actually generally quite positive. So this whole visual piece Mm. in goal achievement is actually quite critical. Stepping out and using the visual elements of our brain to see ourselves being that person Mm. is really quite critical. Mm -hmm. Then we step into this beginning phase where we actually start to physically have to start taking action towards the goal. Getting up at 6 a.m. in the morning, drinking two litres of water, putting money away. The studies show that as we get closer to actually physically having to take action, the emotions very quickly change to be quite negative. So the time plays a critical element in goal achievement. The closer you get to having to get out of bed early, putting money away, the emotions actually reverse and become quite negative. The reason that 85% of people fail to achieve their goals is most people don't even start. How many goals do we all have on a to-do list that we actually haven't even started? Yeah, I'm learning how to fly a plane five <laughs> years ago. I haven't started. That's right. Yeah. So because of that negative thought before they actually take the first step. It is. So it's, it's about recognising that the closer you get to starting the goal, you are going to experience negative emotions. Yeah. And it's to be alert as to how you overcome those negative emotions because what's going to happen is that negative self-talk is going to kick in the images are going to kick in the images are going to the self-talk is going to kick in and we're going to start saying well maybe next month is a better time for me to start this goal because mm-hmm. i've got three parties sure. to go to so yeah. yeah that that's really important isn't it because if the self um negative thought is there to begin with then you're relying on yourself to change that or you're relying on someone else to tell you, no, it's going to be okay, let's let's get into this together, i.e. a, a buddy or a coach or a, a group or something like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And mm. I think, you know, that's where the accountability piece comes in that we spoke about before is if, you know, knowing first of all that the, no, the emotions are going to change the closer you get to physically having to do something. And typically they're going to reverse from being quite positive where you're optimistic and you can't wait to start to actually being quite negative where that little self-talk is going to kick in, start next month, you know, all of those kind of things that are potentially going to put you off. But having... Number one, the recognition that that's going to happen. And two, potentially having someone else that you can be accountable to that is going to help you get to the gym Mm. at 6 a.m. That's going to help you say, no, that actually, that feeling that you've got is actually quite normal. It's actually normal to procrastinate putting and put off a goal than it is to actually proceed because of these negative emotions. And Yeah, because one of my savings tips is get a savings buddy. Like if you've, if you want to save five grand this year, 2020 or 10 grand, whatever it is, find a friend or someone in your network or thing who's might be on a comparable wage or salary and say, hey, do you want to be accountable with me and let's try and save X amount? Or if you've got a coworker who or if someone who earns more go, do you want to try and save 5% of our income? Like, because yep. I honestly think... If there was somebody who lived, you know, near me who could meet me at the corner every morning at 6.30 a.m., just go for a half-hour walk together, I, I would so do it. Yeah. Yeah. John? Do you want to come with me? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I was yeah. going to go. I was thinking one day like, oh, I should get a bike and go for a ride with John and the boys. But they've got like $7,000 road bikes no, and I'm yeah. like, they do. They've gone on a little ride that's 60Ks. Where <laughs> but that's what we need, don't we? You know, sometimes no. you need an accountability, but you need an accountability coach, someone who is going to be beside you and is going to help you be accountable to delivering what it is you said was that you something that you really wanted to do. Yeah, and, yeah. and no one's Hercules out there. So you're all going to go through low patches and rough patches and and get injured and, and yep. eat the wrong food and yep. and splurge money when you shouldn't. Like you've just got to retrack and, and get back on the horse. Get back on. Yeah. yeah. So anything yeah. else that was of huge note out of that PhD study about goals? Well, coming back to the four phases, there was a selection where you choose the goal, the beginning phase where you actually start taking action towards the goal. And what the study showed was that even when we do start, the chances of us quitting happen predominantly in three to six weeks. So three to six weeks in any goal achievement journey is the danger period. Yeah. So then, we could layer that with the post-it notes Yes. over that 12-week thing. Let's do really easy, low-hanging fruit the yep. first three or four weeks. Yeah, and get some wins on the board. Yep. But three to six weeks is, is the danger period. The middle phase where it's kind of repetitious, where you're having to do the same thing over and over and over again, it becomes boring and a lot of people will quit at that point. 
And then there's the completion phase, which is the end phase. You know, you might want to, may wanted to have lost 12 kilos, but when you get to seven kilos, you feel that you've done enough. And so you stop. So there's four phases, selection, beginning, middle, and completion. All four of them are a danger period. Mm. But we are going to have strengths and weaknesses in each one of those four areas dependent upon the goal. For weight loss, I might be a great starter, struggle through the middle and come home really strong. But for saving money, I might struggle to start, be really strong through the middle and finish poorly. So it's actually Mm. about getting quite strategic, as you mentioned earlier, John, and working out in advance based on the goal that we want to achieve in those four phases, where do I think I'm going to have strengths and where do I think I'm going to struggle? And then we almost need to arm ourselves with a set of strategies for getting through the highs and the lows of this goal achievement. Yeah, expect mm. them. Ex- yeah. Expect them, be strategic, and then arm yourself with strategies. And I would say really the, the five key strategies to achieve any goal is number one, do not ever ask yourself a question like, do I feel like getting out of bed today to go to the gym? Do yeah. I feel like putting money? The moment we ask ourselves a question – the brain is going to come up with an excuse, a justification and a rationale to get you out of taking that action. So at the end of last year, those days that we had all the smoke, right? Yeah. One morning, I actually remember, I went to bed the night before thinking, I'm going to go for a walk tomorrow morning. (laughs) Woke up. Oh, it's too smoky. (laughs) That's right. Just like I'm looking for an easy excuse. I'm looking for an easy out. Yep. Mm. And and the brain will come up with a list of excuses until you find one that sounds actually remotely legitimate and we run with that. And so that's why most 85% of people don't achieve their goals. So don't yeah. ask a question. It's got to be a command. Yeah. We absolutely have to give ourselves a command of just do it. Get out of bed. Put the money away. It's a command and it's a commanding voice. Yeah. Just like an external coach, you know, they're not saying go. Take your time and yeah. go for a bit of a walk. <laughs> They're saying you will run a hundred meters and do it as quickly as you can. Yeah, that's the voice that we need to use. Yeah, goal achievement. So, with your, I guess, money goals, it's the start of the year. You might be like, I want to do a financial health check, and I'm a procrastinator. I'm lazy. I was just writing some things down. What if you did get your post-it notes on one of them? You wrote car insurance, the next one house insurance, the next one health insurance, the next one gym, the next one check bank accounts, the next one this. Put them up on your mirror somewhere and just once a week, I want you to take one of those things off and so car insurance, okay, I'm just going to ring around and make sure I've got the best deal. Perfect. Pull that off, done. The next week, I'm just going to ring around and make sure my health insurance is competitive. Check. Next week, gym. Okay, well, I know that to make the gym worthwhile, I probably need to go two and a half times a week. I'm not going. Okay, well, we need to make a decision. We either piss the gym membership off or commit to it. Yep. It might be uh, review my budget or spending plan in total. Pull that off, spend an hour and do that. Because it might be harder, Vicky, to write as one of those post-it notes, get out of debt. Yeah. You know, because I can't just pull that off in a week and make that happen. But doing all these things and reviewing my situation, you might have one that's subscriptions, review Netflix. It might be one bank accounts, do an audit of your bank accounts, see what's going on. Because if we can set you up and have a good financial health check happening yourself, you'll be then poised to then set a system in place to then get out of debt. Yeah, absolutely. So, And maybe that's the the, the strategy you know, for the listeners is pick your goals. For each goal, get a set of post-it notes. The post-it notes represent a set of actions, which could be, you know, simple by reviewing your credit card or, you know, calling up about your car insurance. And as you take those steps, you're pulling off the post-it note. Mm. The post-it note is coming off because we're measuring our progress. Yeah, we just want traction. And you might say, I've got an app for that and all that. That's cute if you do knock yourself out. But remember 400 years ago, our ancestors were living in a cave. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, you know what I mean? Like there's just some tangible thing and the cave people was probably more 3,000, 4,000 years, but whatever. I don't know. Um, Don't email me. Yeah, I I think the big thing I took, well, I I am taking from this is like New Year's resolutions are, are a big one, right? We're in January. And it's common to sit back and set a goal for the year. And if 85% are not achieving these New Year's resolutions, we've got to change the way we, 
we strategize for these things. Like these 12-week little chunks mm. are a fantastic way to mm. – so that January is not that important anymore, right? It's, it's January, April, what is it, August? I don't know. September, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, every yeah. 12 weeks. So, you, yep. as you said, Vicky, having your, your, your wins weekly, but then you can reassess in, in three months' time. That's right. And, you know, having a 12-week goal, you might have a, a much larger goal, but you're breaking the larger goal down into 12-week chunks and then you're breaking the 12 weeks down into weekly chunks, which att- yeah. essentially then become daily chunks. And those chunks are made up of actions through building a set of habits. Mm. And you can build habits by applying just some of those strategies that we've spoken about. Don't yeah. ask, just do it. You yeah. know, giving yourself the command, Love uncovering the, the self-talk. and Nike have made a bit of money over that, years over that. <laughs> yeah, just do it. So I think that's good. Just I want you to learn the concepts, to take action, whatever the goal might be. I mentioned one before with the post-it notes about... I want to get out of credit card debt, for example, or so we've got to stop using the credit card or, you know, I want instead of getting out of debt, I need to do a financial health check. You might be out of debt. It might be awesome. So what if the goal is I really want to turn up my house deposit savings? I really want to do X. We'll flip it. You still might need to do an audit. You still might need to do this. One of the goal could be just look for extra work. What if you wanted a career change? What are 12 things that you can put on your poster note, whiteboard mirror thing about searching for a new career. Yep. Because we celebrate any movement towards your goal and we do not discriminate any goals here. That's right. Yeah. No, we're on board. We're with you yeah. every we're step sold. of the way. So hopefully we'll see a whole heap of Instagram photos of Post, people post-notes. with their poster note and goals <laughs> because that's – and this is like all that to dig down because we want practical takeaways. That's why – Yeah. An action. Yeah. Mm. And it's funny, Vicky, if you're into reading and I've mentioned this before and you want to go on a mind warp adventure, there's an old book, How to Win. No, no, it's not, not. That's an interesting one. How to Win Friends and Influence People. That is an old book and it's, yeah, whatever. But Think and Grow Rich. Yep. Yes. And the whole premise is what the mind conceives and believes it can achieve. achieve. Mm-hmm. And I think in that book that they may have mentioned like, it's impossible to press a button and light up a room, right? Like if you said that five, six hundred years ago or however long it was, it's like press a button and the room lights up. That's crazy. That's impossible. Mm. But it wasn't. Yeah. So what can you do in your world that might seem impossible to others? Mm. What can you do in your world that might be a seed that's been keeping you up at night about something you want to do, something you want to start, start that Instagram account, Yep. start that whatever it is. And I think, you know, the, the part that you just said there is start. It's about just starting. Give yourself a command to just do something yeah. toward the achievement of and, your goal, and no matter how thing, small. Vicky, like this podcast is called My Millennial Money and there's nothing new under the sun in terms of money tips or all that and all that, but I want this tool for our community just to be – a weekly check-in and encouragement. Yep. Like if you live in a toxic environment or you're new to a town, you don't have friends yet, we are here to encourage you. We're not above any of this. No. But we want to be your champion for your cause. Yeah. So we might leave it there. But before we do, Vicky, uh, Thanks. That was really fun. I had a lot of fun. That was good stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Thanks, guys. Now, if you are listening and you manage people or teams or whatever, Vicky's done a lot of work. Can you tell us about the 360 solution and then tell us about your website, tellyourlifewheretogo.com.au and just what's on that for resources if people want. See, it's all cool. Like someone might go and get some post-it notes and do it themselves. One personality might like that. One personality might like a program that they can commit to and their structure. So just talk to us about your world and 360. Yeah, so the 360 solution was really born out of uh, my research really that started to give me a definite connection between health, wealth and well-being and and those three elements really being quite connected. Uh, So I created a seven-stage whole-of-life coaching program which really looks at all aspects of someone's life across those three uh, elements. 
I digitized the content. So it's in a self-paced online learning uh, program at the moment, which is accessible via the tellyourlifewheretogo.com.au website. So it's available for individuals who want to come through the program, but it's also being used as a employee benefit offering. So rolling it out through corporates um, who want to offer kind of coach a coaching program essentially to their to their staff but 360 solution is a coaching and consulting company Mm. um and we do a whole lot of work around peak performance goal setting working with employers around employee benefit offering yeah because john it was funny like i wanted vicky for a million years because i've known her for a million years and i've wanted her for a million years to come on the podcast Mm -hmm. and i'm like she'll be great about goals but we had lunch just before this recording and I just remembered she had this whole online thing. So I quickly wrote down, oh, we want to talk about that as well. So it's uh, it's really cool. So, yeah, if you do manage a team of people, because if you're an employer, you want your team to be the best versions of them. So they're, you know, because anyone who's unhappy with their life and hates life, I'm not going to do the best job possible. Well, they're not bringing <laughs> their best selves to work, are exactly. they? Exactly. So yeah. if you do have a team of people and you want to invest in them, maybe you can go to tellyourlifewheretogo.com.au and check out the 360 solution and take your team through it together. Yeah, perfect. So so I guess that would work. So if there was a team of employees of five people, the five people could go through that course and even though each individual goal and the steps are different, it's the same structure. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And the learnings are applied back into the working environment. I mean, you know, there's such a huge connection between how we feel within ourselves and how we show up to work and all the lessons that we've spoken about even in in this discussion today are all applicable back into improving productivity and and bringing your best self to work and getting things done that you potentially don't really enjoy mm. doing but are important for you to get done as part of it, your work day. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's not all going to be roses, is it? Exactly. But it's about having the strategies and equipping yourself to to overcome the negative self-talk and the adversity that potentially you may be confronted with in the achievement of any goal, whether that's work-related or it's personal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it all all roads lead to Rome, so to speak. Everything is interlinked. Vicky Ryder, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you. Bye. So as you know, we do this podcast for you, the M3 community, right? And it's made up of so many wonderful, encouraging and inspiring people that inspire all of us to do better with our money. Now, this year, I want to try something different. I want to each episode highlight a community member of the week and we'll get you from the M3 Facebook group. So if you're not in the M3 Facebook group and you want to be, jump in there. That's a lot of fun in there. Learn a lot. And if you've got any money questions... Ask the community, like there's so many people that send me stuff on Instagram and I just reply, hey, I don't actually know, ask the community because there's more people in there that have different types of experiences. So having said all that, the first week of season three, here we go, M3 Community Member of the Week is Adam Temple residing in Murray Bridge, South Australia. He's a rigger, he's a crane operator, he's a truckie. His financial goal is saving 10,000K in his emergency fund. And that's a really good goal because we need to set up our foundations before we can then start building wealth. Because if the worst things happened, you know, if you had a car accident and you needed an excess, or if you bit down on a bit of food and you snapped a tooth and you need $2,000 suddenly, we don't want to have to sell down our investments if we've got a share account to pay for that stuff. So good on you there, Adam. How he's achieving this goal? And we ask people all these questions, so it's it's some good insight that hopefully will encourage you. He's budgeting through the Glen James spending plan. He's quit the Siggies and he's cut down on the pub. So good on you, Adam. The silliest mistake he's made financially was getting involved in a crypto scam. Wow. So good on you, Adam. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the M3 community. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals.
If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. With low fees, strong investment returns, and great member services, Sun Super is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, Canstar, and Finder. Find out more about Sun Super at sunsuper.com.au forward slash choose. You can join Sun Super online in under five minutes. My Millennial Money supports A21. A21 is a non profit organization that exists to abolish slavery everywhere. These guys rescue real people from human trafficking across the world. If you want to learn more about how you can contribute to the fight against human trafficking, check out a21.org forward slash AU. Thanks to Jess Knaus, executive producer, Chris Burke, sound engineer, Laura from La La Social Club, and me, Asha. Uh, anyway, make sure you stay connected via our Instagram, our free Facebook group, or if you want to turn it up a notch and be on the inside of the show, become a member of M3 Private. For further information about what's going on, check out the links in the show notes. All right, real talk, Vicky. In that episode, John talked about the little kid wanting to go to space. Yes. Yeah. Got a scenario for you. Weirdly, if in... So space travel, right, or space tourism probably commercialized in 10 years. Yep. Right? It might be 100 grand to do the thing. Hypothetically, there was a thing. It's like, yeah, we've got a pretty good prototype to take you up and do a tour of lap of the earth. And you were approached <coughs> by, you know, Richard Branson or Elon or something like, something like that. Hey, we can get you up on the second test flight or the second commercial flight. So the testing's done, second flight. Still, jury's out on long-term, you know, safety of space yes. travel. Mm. Are you doing it or not? Probably not at this stage. <laughs> you, so I two, think I'd be sitting back just waiting, waiting well, for a well, few more. What would you do, John? Yeah, no, I need more test protocols to come through sure. before Does I Does it interest you sure. conceptually to go up into, you know, mid-Earth or mid-orbit or whatever they call it? Mm. Not particularly. What if they said, hey, Vicky, we need to do the 360 solution training program <laughs> in the International Space Station. Can we zip you up there? We'll pay for it. Would you do it? Oh. And this is like, we want to strap you to a big freaking rocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's on what an astronaut no. is. On the inside? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm staying home watching it. Mm. See, I reckon I'm doing it. I'll pack up my stuff, get all my affairs together, really? tie up the loose ends. See you guys. If I don't come back, it's been real. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I reckon I would do it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're, he's enough. a maniac. Though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, you're a guest here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's their own. Yeah. I'm sure it'd be remarkable. Have yeah. a good story oh, to tell. I look forward to hearing about it at, over a wine. Well, I might not come back. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's mm. why I'm not going. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't have a, like a puppy dog to miss or something. Yeah, like that's that. right. Too many variables what for me. You? Oh, no, you recently lost your dog, did you? Uh, two years ago. <laughs> yeah, recently. Two, two years ago. <laughs> who's, who's Kitty? <laughs> I've got another one now. Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen photos yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. What is yeah. it? Cocker Spaniel. Oh. Yeah, his name's Frankie. Yeah. He's this a new, You hate animals. You I just, love animals. No, you don't. I do. I love animals. I, I'm a dog person and I own two cats. Well, <laughs> no, they live in my backyard. I don't know who owns them. <laughs> You're a dog person, but you've never had a dog. Well, I I can't commit to one because I'm just never home. That's mm. not fair. Yeah. It's bring a lot of little, responsibility. Bring little Rover in here. Little, yeah, little <laughs> Rover right. would love running around here. He would. Actually, there's lots of employers now that are allowing people to bring their dogs to work because it's a well-being oh, strategy. Chaos, yeah. It? I want Australia to be like... LA, for example, you know, you go to a cafe and just people just take their dogs in. Mm. Why not? And hotels. And I've hotels. seen them in lifts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> mm. And oh, aeroplanes wow. where they have the, um, what do they call them? A comfort animal. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. It's huge in the States. You can take your dog carry on. Oh, my goodness. You've got to get like a certificate or whatever. Yeah. But maybe wow. if you needed to get a friend, it's like, oh, it's my companion animal. His name's John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, oh, so yeah, we goodness. discussed the big issues at the after party, yeah. Vicky. Yeah, uh, it's hard hitting. Big, Absolutely. the big issues. Mm. What what do you reckon? Like, if you look back over the last ten years, what do you reckon the biggest goal, personal goal that you've personally achieved for yourself? I think probably going out and starting business would mm. probably be the the biggest personal goal. Because for those who don't know, and particularly John, Vicky was just in that corporate life for, mm. and that's where yeah, I met time. Vicky many right. years ago in yep. the corporate world. Yeah, yeah, in financial planning. Services, yeah, yeah, yeah. financial planning, and yeah. my role in in that world was really going out and working with financial advisors and talking about all the stuff that you know we've spoken about right. today around kind of goal setting and goal achievement yeah. and you and know building you bigger got, business strategy you got sick of working for someone or hitting i just got passionate about all the or, stuff that yeah. i just got passionate about wanting to deal more in the space of everything that we've spoken about today mm, you know yeah. going out and doing that more often and with more people and yeah. doing it on a you know on a larger scale and just mm, great. focusing on what i love to do and yeah what i'm good at yeah just follow your passion if you yeah. do anything in life follow your passion yeah and it's going to be a lot easier to follow your passion if you're not carrying credit card payments around and bloody personal loan payments around yeah that's right and this is this whole thing it's like i'm not above anything but if i can encourage someone to have a a clean and agile cash flow setup it will actually allow you to pull the trigger on your passion sooner rather than being on this treadmill of debt repayment this treadmill of life that you can't get off and re-pivot and go in your own direction because we all know if you've been around for more than 10 minutes a year two years it goes fast and if you don't do that time's passing anyway yeah that's right time passes whether or not you choose to do anything time does not discriminate does it that's a quote someone quote that time does not discriminate yeah yeah but the mindset piece is massive isn't it really yeah i can versus i cannot yep in everyone's brain. Yeah. Well, you know, when I, when I was for under 10 years old, whatever the age Cubs was, I was I did Cubs for yeah. a few years. And I just remember, it just drilled into me, you weren't allowed to say can't. Mm. The yeah. word can't yeah. didn't exist. Mm. Yep. And it's just, that still sticks with me today. Yeah. And if someone says you can't do it, well... Stuff you, I'll do it just to prove you wrong. Yeah. But that comes back to a lot of the, the, you know, the self-talk. I come back to self-talk and dialogue and and asking yourself intelligent questions that is going to get you to take the necessary action. Like how can I look at this situation differently? What things can I do to build my confidence? Mm. It's asking good quality questions that in turn gives you good quality answers that is going to allow you to move forward and take the necessary steps to build the habit to get to the goal. And don't be embarrassed or ashamed if you need external help to help your thought processes. Absolutely. There's no shame in going to a... A I think counselor, a coach, I a think psychologist. It's encouraged. Like yeah. you've got yeah. to get out, out of your own head and yeah. people can see your life from a different angle. Like yeah. you know spending a bit yeah. of time with me, like just looking in, you can see the freaking chaos that this thing creates, right? Like <laughs> I think you're hard on yourself. Yeah, but I don't know, because I, I need that's why I need every little while just mm. to go sit with someone with my bit of paper yeah. and draw my thought process to say, This is annoying me. How do yeah. I yeah. deal with it? Yep. And so. that's what we spoke about before is having someone that you trust and whose opinion yeah. you respect mm. yeah. that you can go and talk to about what it is that you want to do. Yeah. You know, get some additional insight, have a disassociated person that's not in the moment that yeah. can provide you with new rationale and provide you with motivation and inspiration for yeah. you to take the steps necessary mm. to Love achieve it. what you want All to right. achieve. Well, Thanks, what guys. Of, what I got out of that after party is you two are scared of space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in NASA. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 